Hey, this is Jeremy Roenick, and guess what? You guys are listening to The Jim Bob Show. Hey, this is Wayne Larrabee, and you're listening to Roar on WGN. Hey, this is Jim McMahon, and you're listening to The Jim Bob Show. I had to pop a beer for this one. Hello, boy. Yeah. Hey, this is Brian Urlacher, and you're listening to The Jim Bob Show. That's awesome. Oh, that's then, it. How about one? This is Brian Urlacher. I'm not a bitch. <laughs> no. <laughs> that's I love that one. <laughs> Half the coaches in the league. The Mondays were the worst. And that's when you really got tested, when you came off a tough loss. You got into the office on Monday. You found out two more players were hurt. You didn't realize the sky's always fallen in the NFL on Mondays. Chicago's been a great sports town. They're hungry for people that play hard. And if you play hard and win, they love you forever. And we are back. 720 WGN and on great stations around the country. It is the Jim Bob Show Game Day Edition in Jim Bob after the big game, you know, those teams, especially the Chiefs, you know, right, it's it's not broke, don't fix it, what are they going to do? We can go into maybe some things they would add to the team for a smoother path to the three-peat that they're hoping for. The 49ers, you know, what are they going to do? And then, of course, in this segment, we're going to look at those other teams that are hoping to make that move. You got the Lions, right? I think they're sort of in limbo. They feel like their window, at least the fans, of course, they're defeatist. They think maybe their window is closed. The Packers, the future is so bright. And the Bears, again, just kind of wallowing in indecision. Well, let's just start with one thing right now, Dane. Let me get this whole deal set up. You're talking about the Chiefs Invitational for 24, right? <laughs> You're talking about what team is going to be invited to the Chiefs Invitational as they go for the three-peat. Is that what we're talking about? The 2025 Sacrificial Lamb in the NFL. Yes. And who is that going to be? Well, we know it's got to be an NFC team because the teams that want to go to the Chiefs Invitational, <laughs> they make it to the, the Junior Invitational matchup. And you saw what happened to the Buffalo Bills at the Junior matchup. You saw what happens to the Baltimore Ravens at the Junior Invitational. The Major Invitational is going to be down to what NFC team is going to come in and participate in the Chiefs Invitational in New Orleans. By the way, shouldn't the Super Bowl be held in Las Vegas every year? I mean, was oh. that a great time? Well, I think from a festivity standpoint and from a, an ability to have fun even beyond the game, the celebrities, they would definitely say so. Cost-wise, a lot of your regular fans got priced out. But for the glitz, the glamour, the game, yeah, it's hard not to love it. Yeah, I, I'll tell you. Well, there's a. I think there's going to be some major landscape changes in the NFL, to be honest. I mean, you know, if we look at, at the NFL, we look at the fact that we've got, what, eight new coaches. Uh, we've got uh, Jim Harbaugh coming into the league as part of that group and so forth. So uh, it's the uh, Kansas City Chiefs Super Bowl to lose for the 25 Super Bowl. And so to, as it getting to the point where people are thinking about, well, gosh, maybe we got to go back and get Brady and bring him back so we can go. <laughs> when, I mean, you know, but I, I really, I got to tell you, I don't know from the AFC side, you know, I think we saw some windows. I think we saw the Cleveland Browns, you know, Joe Flacco make comeback of the year and, and the Browns, you know, having a, a resurgence. Is Deshaun Watson, you know, going to play and be, be the guy for the Browns in 24? You know, what's going to happen in Cincinnati? I mean, you know, gosh, when, when Joe was on and they, they made their run to the Super Bowl, I mean, they were really on. So uh, there's just a lot of stuff on between them, the Ravens, 
man, that, that AFC North is a rough go, buddy. Trying to get somebody to come out of that. And then we look at the AFC South. I mean, you know, the Indianapolis Colts, you know, they had a resurgent year. Uh, you know, the Texans, wow. I mean, my golly, uh, what, what a year the Texans had. Uh, but, you know, I just don't see anybody – we're going to have the same characters that we had this year that will come and try to take on the Chiefs <laughs> before the Chiefs Invitational. It really comes down to, you know, which one of these NFC teams is going to emerge and and really, you know, I don't see – I can tell you, I can go down the whole list of NFC teams. The Jets, the Dolphins, the Browns, the Ravens, and, you know, the Patriots, the Bills, just keep on naming them. You know, there's no name that pops up to me any bigger than – than the Kansas City Chiefs, and again, it's invitational. It goes to show, Jim Bob, that there is just such a big chasm, just such a such a big distance between regular season success and stats and an MVP and getting to the Super Bowl, as we now know it as the Chiefs Invitational, right? It's like you can have all that. Like, what did that get the Baltimore Ravens? A number one seed, home field advantage, MVP quarterback. What did it get you? Nothing. Got you nothing. Yeah, no. I will tell you that um, here's what I think. I think the Lions in the NFC, they have most of their core coming back, okay? And they're in a pretty good salary cap situation. Problem that that the Lions are going to face this year is all of the arrow trends for the Packers are pointing up, yep. you know? And even, frankly, the Bears team, by keeping Justin Fields and drafting – around him with a Marvin Harrison and getting, you know, an offensive tackle that uh, can protect, those arrows are pointing up. So, you know, the Packers are a team that I think would disrupt the NFC North. I really do. And I think then NFC South, you know, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, you know, boy, they, they came along. Um, uh, they could be looking uh, – they got a little stale, I thought, with Todd Bowles, I mean, a little bit predictable on some things. So we'll see how, how they uh, come about in, in, in 24. But, you know, I, I don't see anything coming out of the Carolina Panthers. You know, the, nothing there. Bryce Young's going to, you know, continue to be a great star, but they don't have enough core. I don't see anything out of the Saints, nothing out of the Falcons. You turn to the NFC East, really? Are we thinking the Giants are going to be there? Hey, no. how about the Cowboys? Again, the Cowboys <laughs> will probably – have, you know, a 10-11 game winning season, and they'll puke it again in the playoffs like they do oh. every year. I think the Eagles are done, personally. Uh, I think that we saw the cracks in their armor. We'll see how they do. They got off to a red-hot start, and then, what, lost six of the last seven in the end? Well, you saw you know? it, Jim. I mean, because you can see it is it is all about, just like you said, it's all about trends, and you have an Eagles team that got within, you know, a play or two of the Super Bowl last year, and then you looked at those cracks, and they're just breaking down. And you look at Jason Kelsey decided to, like, get off that train now, right? If he's going to look for a time to get out of it, it's going to be, it was going to be this year. And then you look at the Lions, and, you know, all of those things, this was a a team that ran on emotion and psyche and uh, momentum and we've talked about other teams that get to that NFC Championship game. They're knocking on the door, whether it was the Packers, whether it was those 85 Bears, and they knew next year they were going to kick it in. I think the way they lost that game, it's almost the opposite, right? Because they had it. Well, yeah, they did have it. Is that, you know, a lot of people are talking about, you know, the four teams for the NFC are the Lions, the Packers, the 49ers, and the Los Angeles Rams. That's the four teams. I think the Rams are a team that, 
I just think that they go to the championship, and and that's what happens. They go to the NFC championship. The Rams are that kind of team. I'm not for sure who they'll play. They'll play they'll play the the Lions or the Packers. But that's what I see balancing out for 24. I'm looking forward to it. I mean, the 49ers. You know, I, I don't know what's going on there. Uh, there was a rumor today that they were looking at signing Kirk Cousins. <laughs> they have statistically the best quarterback they've ever had, as hard as that is to believe, and a guy who played well throughout the course of the season in the Super Bowl. Like, what do they need Kirk Cousins for? I, well, I don't know. That was the rumor <laughs> that was out uh, earlier. Is the fact that I don't know that Purdy needs stashing on the sidelines and gaining anything, but that was a rumor that the 49ers wanted to sign Brady a year ago and stash Brock Purdy on the sidelines. And now there's talk that they want to bring in Cousins. That seems absolutely bizarre rumor for me today, but I've got to announce it to everybody. 49ers to sign Kirk Cousins to a two-year deal. That was the rumor. I <laughs> what? can't believe it. No, Jim, do you think it's a little Rodney Dangerfield for those old schoolers out there? They'll know what that means. Is that that Mr. Irrelevant title? Is is he gets no respect? Like it doesn't matter that he took a team to the Super Bowl; that his stats are amazing. It's like, well, but he's still Mister Irrelevant. So somehow they feel like that's the real him, right? And he'll Cinderella back into that pumpkin. Yeah, I, I'm going to go with. I think the Rams are going to be, and starting right here, everybody. I think the Rams are going to be the surprise team in the NFL next year. They were on a roll; they were really hot. If they had gotten, you know, in that first game, if they had gotten through against the Lions. They were making it to the Super Bowl. They were that hot. And I just think that they've got such a unique offense with, I mean, it just seems like they've got slot, 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 slot. I mean, it just seems like they're they're inundated with slot-type receivers. And they're going to be prep, man. Unless uh, an injury happens to, to Stafford, I'm going to be putting a bunch of dough on the Rams in, in 24. And I think the Seahawks will be going through a transition. Uh, they're not going to be a, a contender. But I do, I tell you what, right now, I like the Rams. I like the Lions. I like the Packers. And, and it depends if the 49ers, I thought the 49ers had a lot of dissension after the game. There was just a lot of smack talking from one or two or three guys. I'm not for sure how unity that team is. I'll tell you what, I went back and I watched the Super Bowl with um, a friend of mine. And I will tell you, the Chiefs got away with a lot of holding. I mean, Nick Bosa was held like every single play, and there wasn't a there. You got to go watch it with me sometime. I'll show you the place where Nick Bosa got held, strangled, well, uh, headlocked. He has. Matched. I think when you're the champion, right, you get a little deference, right? You get a little more consideration on the ref side. And Jim, Bob, you know they say that holding happens on every play. And I did want to, before we end the segment, I do want to ask, you know, of course we're looking for the Packers. I think the expectations are going to be totally different. I think they're going to be a contender right from the get go. Jordan Love has solidified a position as that next near and hopefully even kind of distant future. So three quarterbacks in a row and you look at the bears and they had about 50 of them in that space of time since Brett Favre took the field. And it has been since 19, uh, I think it was 91 since the Packers have put a rookie quarterback out onto the field. And the Bears, the quarterback situation is there again. I don't think anyone's going to bet on them to go to the Super Bowl or or get a, a chance to go ahead and play the Chiefs in that game. But, you know, of course, we're here in Illinois, and so a lot of people are thinking Bears. Do you think when it comes down to it, so much indecision, and I don't know if that's just cloak and dagger, you know, to, to get leverage with the other teams, or maybe more likely the Bears just have no idea what they're going to do. You know, here's another one I want to float out there. 
Russell Wilson came up this week, and the next team to take him on were the Pittsburgh Steelers. And then possibly they threw out the Bears' name out there, and I'm like going, I just don't see it. I see <laughs> Russell Wilson going to the Steelers, and then what were they going to do with Justin Fields? I mean, those are the rumors that you got to wade through every Monday, buddy. I mean, it's crazy talk. I get it. But it's just stuff in regards to this free agency and what's going to happen and the Bears being, you know, who they are. I, I told you, I would draft Marvin Harrison, and then I would I would do whatever I got to do to get me, you know, that tackle from Penn State or from Notre Dame. And you got two players that you don't have to worry about for eight to 13 years. Think about it, because they're, they're going to be that good. They're going to be Hall of Fame-type players. And you don't have to worry about it. It's like drafting a Joe Thomas, like you know Cleveland did. Joe Thomas, we knew coming out of the gates was going to be a stud, a star, and he was for you know every year you count on him. That's how you got to draft, and then you got to you got to get that quarterback that can take you there. I, I'm not saying Justin Fields can't. He's not had a very good core around him at all. Yeah, yep, yeah, and you got to have that. You could have all the talent in the world, and if you're running for your life every play, and we know Justin Fields runs for his life as well as anyone in the NFL, but you got to have that tackle in there to go ahead and do it. And uh, last thing, you know, at the end, we're at the end of the football season. We are going to turn the page and uh, and head towards other sports. We've got college basketball. We're going to be talking March Madness soon. And we want to, you know, in the next segment, we've got an opportunity where you and I had right after Chris Chelios became aware, you know, fresh in that emotion that his jersey was being retired. And a little bit of that, because this week we're celebrating, it's actually happening here in Chicago at the United Center coming up on the 25th of February. And and, and what an honor, right, for a guy that's very close, near and dear to us, of course, El Bandito well, Yankee. We're going to bring on Shelly on the next segment, you know, and he can tell us all about it. I mean, how do you feel? Let's talk about it. And let's. I hope we can make him cry. Well, he is a sensitive guy. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to take a break. We come back more. The Jim Bob Show Game Day Edition. 